Hi. Welcome to this episode of the Expand Your Frame podcast, a podcast for coaches and leaders who coach. I'm your host, John Sigmund, and this week I am thrilled to introduce Energizing Your Coaching with Phoebe Energy Patterns. We have a special guest today, Dr. Jenny Whitelaw and Jaslyn Kerr, who I'll introduce in just a moment. Phoebe stands for Focused Energy Balance Indicator, and I first came in contact with the Phoebe instrument during some training that I did with the Institute for Zen Leadership under Jenny Whitelaw's uh, tutelage, if you will, and have been fascinated with this uh, instrument ever since and the power that it brings to my coaching and to the people that I coach. Dr. Jenny Whitelaw is an 86th generation Renze Zen master a Chose Zen priest and founder of the Institute for Zen Leadership. With more than 25 years developing whole leaders, she's the author of Resonate and the Zen Leader and the co-developer of Phoebe, a validated personality instrument linking mind and body and behaviors. Formerly, she was the deputy manager for integrating NASA's space station program. She has a PhD in biophysics, BS in physics, a BA in philosophy, and she's a fifth degree black belt in Aikido. She's a regular contributor to Forbes.com on leadership strategy as well. In addition to Dr. Whitelaw, I'm joined by Jaslyn Kerr. Jaslyn has an enormous amount of international experience. She has over 15 years working mostly in Japanese companies uh, in the IT sector space. And in addition to that, she finds a lot of joy in managing diverse teams, working on challenging projects, engaging in business processes, smoothing operations and implementing best practices. She's a keen studier of people, cultures, and leadership. And in my experience working with Jasmine, I have found her to be a, an enormously valuable resource when it comes to Phoebe, understanding mindfulness, and how to lead self. So I am thrilled to have both of these individuals join us today on the show. So help me welcome Dr. Jenny Whitelaw and Jasleen Kerr. Jenny and Jasleen, welcome to the show. Thanks, John. Good to be here. Yeah. Good to be here. Yeah, thank you both so much. And, you know, I woke up this morning here in central New York, and it was a beautiful, wintry, snowy day. So I'm just curious, Jenny, how are things where you are? Well, right now, they are a little gray. We don't have your snow. I'm down in Annapolis, Maryland. But this morning, the sunrise was radiant. It was every color you can imagine. <laughs> and then it got up behind the clouds. And oh. now it's much more calm. Oh my goodness. That, that just I'm visualizing that it, it feels really beautiful. How about you, Jasmine? Um interesting. The I think the sunrise that Ginny was watching, I was looking at the sunset at the same time from here in Tokyo. And it was amazing. I was working and I had to stop everything and go click. So the day is going good in Tokyo. Oh, fantastic. Well, once again, thank you to the two of you for, for joining us today. I, I'd like to chat a little bit about this instrument, uh, the Focused Energy Balance Indicator, better known as Phoebe. And, you know, as a way to get started, I'm just curious, Jenny, I, 
I first became aware of the Phoebe through reading your book, The Zen Leader. And as someone who is, I would self-describe myself as very cerebral, a big thinker, that book really opened up my eyes to the power of movement and connecting mind, body, and breath. And when it, when I was introduced to the Phoebe in that book, I was really fascinated by that instrument. So I'm just wondering if you could just tell us a little bit about the what inspired you to create this instrument. It's a, a wonderful question, John. You know, because like you, I grew up a big thinker too. You know, I would <laughs> love science and math and philosophy and all those things they put us up in our head, right? Mm-hmm. That's a natural stage of development. But when I was in college, I found martial arts. And in graduate school, I found the art of Aikido. And my Aikido teacher led me to Zen, which is a very physical form of meditation, at least our line of Zen. So I'm training in these physical practices, martial arts, meditation. And then I'm following my dream, my childhood dream, <laughs> to go to NASA. Uh, and I go there starting to take leadership programs and realizing they leave the body out. And by this time, I know that the body is crucial in human development because that's where that's where all of our history is stored. That's where trauma is stored. That's where our patterns and habits are stored. And somehow bringing mind and body together, I thought this is going to be really important in leadership. Maybe it's my work to do. I knew with leadership programs, having some kind of personality test or something like that, like a Myers-Briggs or a DISC or whatever, would be important. But even those instruments were all cognitive and behavioral. They were, they'd never involved the body. And it was really by chance, after my first book came out in the 90s on body learning, how we can learn through the body, that I met a woman, Betsy Wetzig, who taught me about these patterns. And she didn't invent them. They, they were known, in a sense, in indigenous cultures and different traditions for thousands of years, but more recently researched scientifically since the 1930s as patterns of the nervous system. But there was not a good measure of them. And putting these dots together, this became my work to do. So my husband, who's a psychologist and myself working with a number of psychometricians and other researchers, put this instrument together and validated it in order to measure our, how our personality shows up in terms of these patterns in the nervous system. So it be, links mind and body as well as how we do things in the world and essential modes of leadership. You know, what a fantastic story and, you know, a lot there that I can resonate with for sure. And I'm wondering, Jasmine, what was your, do, do you mind just describing your experience in being introduced to the Phoebe and, and what your reaction was? Um, okay. So the first time I understood what are these patterns, the first reaction, I think I remember, I still remember taking the class and, you know, Ginny explaining uh, each and every pattern. For me, it was freedom. That's the word I would use. Uh, most of my adult life, I lived in a stuck mode. You know, I do so much, but I don't get what where I want to go. Why do I keep getting stuck in areas that don't need to be stuck? And that's where 
Phoebe comes in, it doesn't just tell you, uh, as you say, Myers or MBTI just says like, you know, this is who you are. It says, this is where you are, just a snapshot of you. And this is where you can be, which is anywhere you choose to be. So I think that's my first first interaction with Phoebe. And since then, I'm in love with Phoebe. Hmm. Me too. And we're going to get to a little bit more of that in, in just a bit. We've, we've, we've talked about these patterns for a few moments here. And uh, Jenny, I'm wondering if you wouldn't mind just taking a stab at describing for us, what exactly are these patterns that Phoebe measures? Sure. If, and for anyone listening, as well as for the three of us even now, I invite you to into an experience of them which you can get in your own physical body, as long as you're not driving a car. If you're driving a car, just pay attention to the road. But if you have an ability to move at all, I invite you to start with just expanding your vision to 180 degrees. You can put your hands at the side of the head and just as if you could see through your ears and have a big expansive feeling. This is activating the extensor side of the body. And it's a pattern that we go into, which we call visionary, that's very good at seeing the big picture. And now if you bring your hands in and you start to just make a form, a shape like the sides of a box, you can start to sense how we could take that big picture and give it some form. Or if you use your hands in parallel and just carve out three steps, beginning, middle, and three parts of a project plan, you start to appreciate the organizer's logic of how it starts to give big ideas form. And if you sink a little deeper into your belly and you start to sway a little bit, rock a little bit back and forth, back and forth, you start to feel the rhythm, the rhythm that naturally connects people, a pattern we call the collaborator. And it helps people come into your plan come into your vision and get in line in, or to resonate with you. And if you sink even deeper, right down to the base of the body, the root chakra, we would say, or press your toes into the, into the earth and press your palms together. Now you've really come into the flexor side, the front side of the body, make your eyes pinpointed and you can see that intensity of focus. This is the driver pattern that pushes those ideas across the finish line or gets things done with a sense of urgency. If you go back to that bigness that we started with, 180 degree vision, come down to the pressing your palms together, you're experiencing the range of how the nervous system moves from extensor to flexor to extensor to flexor with a couple of critical points in between. Those are the four patterns. We all have all four and we have preferences. You know, I love how you just described that. And particularly this idea of a range of styles and that we all have all of these patterns. And I'm going to just turn to you here in just a moment, Jasleen. I'm just curious about your experience. One of the things that I have noticed in, in the work that I do is oftentimes people get, I'll, I'll call it stuck, stuck on an idea of a leadership style. And to me, that kind of infers that it's somewhat fixed. There's a style that I use. But I think what this uncovers is that we have multiple ways of leading. They're available to us at any time if we know how to access them. 
And when we access a, a leadership preference or one of these energies that we're not used to using, it might feel a little awkward, but it is actually part of who we are as a leader. So having said that, I'm just curious what your experience has been here, Jaslene. Interesting that you mentioned that even though after doing Phoebe and, you know, practicing Phoebe patterns and, you know, jumping into uh, them as I want, even for me, there are some patterns that are a little difficult to, you know, touch. I would say touch because, you know, you get there, but it's harder to get there. Um, and yet, but you can get there. So it's it's interesting that I don't need to be a driver all the time. There, as a leader, there are needs when I need to be a visionary, like you know, three sixty degree, as Ginny calls it. Just let it go. Let's see what uh, you know. Brainstorming doesn't need to have the timeline, or you know, we need to get this done. And sometimes I need to be a collaborator, where as a leader I need to allow others to lead or listen from their point of view, or I need their support to do things. So for me, that's my experience with uh, one, uh, being able to test how I, uh, you know, get into that pattern. We call it like, for example, a wind charm. So if you think about a wind charm, it would be like the centerpiece thing. So it can touch a visionary when I need it to touch a visionary. And sometimes it touches a collaborator. So I have the power to do that if I practice these the exercises or things that we do in Phoebe and it becomes easy. It becomes, it's become fun. It becomes fun. If I could build on that just a moment, Jasleen and John, the, what Jasleen's pointing out is that each of these patterns is essential for some things that leaders and coaches have to do from seeing the big picture and connecting the dots. That's that visionary pattern to giving form to ideas and being able to create project plans and processes to engaging people and getting them coming along to driving results that there's there's each of these that become essential for us individually as well as in groups and with our clients if we can't access the patterns then we tend to get stuck in something we just can't do well and that's where that freedom that Jasmine spoke about becomes so important it's easy to access these patterns when you know they're there. And because of the habits stored in the body, here we come back to the mind-body connection, <laughs> they may feel a little awkward at first, like dancing to a new beat or a new song or a music from a different culture that you're not used to. And if you practice, what do you think happens? It gets easier. Yeah, precisely. You know, and, and that's been my experience as well. I organizer energy is is one that's a little awkward for me but i do find that the more that i practice being with that energy that it becomes easier and it feels less foreign to who i am as a leader and as a person it, it, that's a great point because when something feels foreign i love that word that you chose john you can tell that's not it's not a full member of our inner team. You know, it's not, <laughs> not fully planned if it feels foreign, right? Right. But everything feels like a friend. Now we've got our whole team working. Yeah. 
I, I love that that metaphor. Thank you. Uh, you know, I'm I'm wondering, uh, Jasmine, you've been using the Phoebe for a couple of years now as as a coach, and you've described a little bit about how it's helped you with your own leadership. I wonder if you could just describe that just a little bit further in terms of how Phoebe has helped you and your clients uh, as a coach. So as a coach, and I work a lot with young adults, it helps me uh, look at them holistically, not just, you know, you are this, there is a tag that we tend to give, you know, I am a driver or I am an organizer. I get to see, you know, the whole Phoebe report helps me see them holistically, what they practice more, what they practice less. And then that gives me ways to support them from wherever they feel they are stuck to tap into their hidden potential. And that's how I would say that uh, every time I work with a client, every time I show them or ask them, you know, this is what I see, but what do you see? And and then we go from there. So I think that's that's what happens every time we use Phoebe with the clients. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So uh, from a leadership perspective, for you personally in, in in the workforce, how has becoming more in touch with your own energy patterns? How has it helped you as a leader? Big time. Um, I realize that I am also. I'm a. Um, I was mainly the first when I started. I thought I was an organizer, but I'm actually a very strong driver. Hmm. And as a driver, as a driver, I tend to get too focused and go too fast. Um, and that's when I realized I'm, I was losing my team members. They get lost very fast. So I had to come up with the word pause. One, I would use that for myself. Pause, Jocelyn. I would know when my, you know, as Ginny says, the body part. So how my breathing will go into my head, then I have to bring it back to my, you know, hara as we call it. But I also taught my team members, guys, I tend to do that. But if my speed gets too much, pause is the word. The moment you say this word, I would know that I'm going too fast and I would know how to move back or stop or pause so you can catch up. So that's how I'm using, you know, these tiny little words or tiny little exercises. Sometimes imagine if you are not a driver, but think about a driver, how you have your hand on the steering or your feet on the clutch. So just practicing that in a meeting for somebody who's not a driver can actually help them do that, get into that pattern and help their team get into that pattern as well. Yeah, beautiful. You know, and and we've mentioned a couple of different times here groups and teams. And I'm wondering, Jenny, what's how can organizations use Phoebe as an instrument for team development? You know, we just did that with our own little team, and it was so precious because we we know it we know each other well, and yet, and we know the Phoebe well, and yet we still learn new things because we had this framework for understanding how people take in information, how they learn, what their pacing is, and and how to even read when a pattern is presenting from another person, when a person's in another pattern. So it really helps teams understand each other not from a judgmental um, or labeling framework, but from a framework of 
sensing the energies that run through and how we can work to our best advantage. So one of the things that the Phoebe report, for example, will show people is what work behaviors you like to do the most, or you, you do do the most, you know, what do you, what do you find you're doing? And there's a part in the Phoebe instrument where they have to force rank a set of 24 work behaviors. And out of that, we get rich information for teams about what is the team overall putting a lot of attention toward and what are the ones at the bottom that maybe we're not getting to. And then looking at those with respect to the team's purpose and where it is in its development, is there something we want to be more intentional about? And of course, once you do see, oh, we need to bring up our collaborator energy here, or we need to get into visionary more at the start of a project, not driver start, then there's ways teams can practice that. There's, there's levers that we can pull, as it were, to help teams use more visionary. For example, meeting in novel places, getting out in nature, having things like brainstorming sessions or open time on agendas, you know, th that things that invite spaciousness. But then if a team needs to get focused, what's our top priority? You know, you get into the driver. What are the top three things we do this week? What has to be done by Friday? You know, you can even hear it in my voice. You can get <laughs> focused, right? Yeah. So you, you can go, you can go where you need to go with the team. And there's plenty of ways to move people there behaviorally as well as physically. Jasmine, could you hear that driver energy coming through her <laughs> voice? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. I, I had to actually practice, you know, moving my even my driver energy from my head to my hara. And I, I practice this with my uh, team to tell them that, you know, when I'm in this pitch, you say pause. Because the same driver, the same driver, like I actually practice this, you know, if you take a moment, like I can just go, you know, I need to get this done. So, you know, by Friday, by the way, our report is also coming up. And since I'm leaving for India, could you da 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 And then I go slow. Okay. Hi, you know what? Next week I have to go to India. So let's just step, put down the steps, what we need to do so we can do that. Then I go back a few steps, which is going back into the Hara. Hi, um, anything that you need before we jump into something that I needed to confirm? So, so mm. you see the speed of me, 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 me to the speed of us together. Let's do this. It's still the same driver, but the driver has moved from just being me, me, me to moving from V, V, V. So and we can do that. It is possible just by, you know, breathing practice itself. So that's why I find this fun. Yeah. Listen, I, I, I absolutely share that sentiment. I recall even just this week and having coaching conversations with some clients and like Jenny was just exuding that driver energy because she was passionate and excited about what she was saying. I find myself in that same mode as well. And at the same time, when I recognize that about myself, I can feel it in my body and it signals me to switch to more of a collaborative, take a deep breath, slow down just a bit, be with the person that I'm coaching instead of trying to push all the time. So mm -hmm. I can, what you just described really resonates with me. And that's how I found this instrument to be extraordinarily valuable in, in my coaching practice. Mm. 
The other thing that we've mentioned with the teams and groups, it, it seems to me that at a minimum, having a team or group take the Phoebe instrument at a minimum provides a common language for people to communicate with one another. And, you know, I'm sensing that there's a driver around, you know, creating more intimacy between team or group members. I'm curious what you think about that, Jenny. Yeah, for sure. For sure. That common language, it also takes, um, I'll call them irritating habits out of the frame of being irritating to being, oh, that's why you do that. I, I get it now. You know, it has this way of leveling things out in a in a non-judgmental way, a framework of seeing the energies and the needs those energies tend to come to conversations with. So it's it it does give a common framework, a common understanding. And that intimacy, in a way, as we touch those patterns in ourselves and befriend them, we are more accepting, more connected to those around us. We can, we, you know, if a pattern feels foreign to us, we probably don't appreciate it in others so much either. But when it's a friend in us, oh, your collaborator is a friend to me too, when I accept my own collaborator. So it creates that intimacy, as you say. Yeah. You know, you've just given me some additional language to think about this with, and that is making friends with a pattern that might be uncomfortable for me or for someone else. Thank you. Yeah. 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 Jasleen, I, I, I can sense, and I know already how passionate you are about your work and, and the people that you uh, help. Uh, I'm just curious on the Phoebe side of things. What is it that you love the most? about using this instrument? That I can be anything I want. Any, I can touch any pattern uh, that I, I want to touch uh, without feeling stuck. Um, let me take a few steps back, not as a leader, not as a coach. As a female, we have an inbuilt some, some triggers that say, no, I can't be a driver. I can't lead. That is something that, you know, you're born with. You can't lead. And no, that's not true. So maybe that is one thing that Phoebe helped unplug that part that maybe I kept living with the, the thought that maybe because I'm a female, people don't understand me. Maybe because, you know, I have blah, 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 blah. The stories that my brain was telling me. And the moment I brought Phoebe into my body, I was able to articulate the thoughts that I wanted to articulate. I even, uh, I don't know if it's only Phoebe, but I do a lot of other work on Zen leadership with Jenny. So that has helped me um, get out of, uh, as Jenny would say, my, out of my own way. So I have <laughs> got out of my own way and be able to, you know, I don't need that validation. I understand. Maybe my pattern is showing up, so I am stuck. So I think all those things has uh, helped me see myself as a female, maybe in a different way, touch my own true nature and give back to the society. Somehow, that is what has been the most transformational for me. It has helped me give back more openly to the world because I don't feel stuck anymore. 
if that makes sense. It most definitely does. And I just want to say how much I appreciate you bringing that aspect of it into our conversation today. Thank you. Yeah. You know, what, from a practical perspective, let's say that I take the Phoebe instrument and now I'm uh, paired up with a coach to, to debrief this instrument. What is the actual report? What are some of the key elements of the report uh, that I'm going to be looking at and reviewing with my coach? Uh, um, I'll start that. And then, Jasmine, if there's anything you want to add, you'll first look at your overall profile. That is how much you, I'll call it, crank up the volume on each of the patterns in terms of how you answered the, the report. Only you answered this about you. So it's not about good, bad, right, wrong. It's about organizing your messaging to yourself. So you see, oh, this is how much I see myself using each of these four patterns. And then the strongest pattern is likely to be what we call home pattern. And that usually usually is sort of a lens through which we access the other three. So it's good to talk about that with your coach and then see how it shows up in characteristic styles. Like when your top two patterns play together, what does that look like? Or the, or the first and the third pattern play together, what does that look like? And then there's also a part in the report that looks at, okay, now what do you actually do in your, in your work, in your life? And that's that sort that I mentioned earlier of different work behaviors. So you'll see that in your report. And those, re and those behaviors get, I'll say, color-coded by the pattern that they center on. So there might be a behavior like seeing the big picture. And I bet if you're listening to this podcast, you already know that visionary is a pretty good pattern for doing that, much better than the other three. So we might color that one the color of visionary. Whereas another pattern, another behavior like keeping a sense of urgency, you could, that would, would be driver. So you see the, a different view, an independent view of your of how your behaviors are stacking up against the patterns that do them best, which may be the pattern you're using. Maybe not. That can also be something we go over in coaching, but then we hit the real pay dirt of the report. And that is now what? Okay, so this is how I've organized my messaging to myself. Is there a pattern that could serve you? And that's where the coaching conversation can go into what you're working on. Are there places where you're feeling stuck? And what pattern could help you get unstuck? And a whole set of development suggestions about how to access that pattern that could start with things you do at work, you know, a little a habit you change, like pause was the example Jasleen gave. It could be things you do in your body. Like if I catch myself going up into my head, I instantly go into a horror breathing exercise or something like that, or a practice that helps me access one of these patterns that felt a little foreign and I want to make more of a friend. So a combination of something I might do as a part of my work, something I might put into my body as a physical practice, and maybe a little reminder I keep on my desk so I remember my intentionality. We call it a token that keeps it top of mind and, and in my body. That becomes the basis for a very powerful practice that becomes transformational. It helps us change the form of how these patterns show up in us physically. Yeah. Brilliant. Jasmine, do you have anything you want to add to that? Um, the one thing that the report also offers is what kind of uh, sports 
or exercises you could do that would help you get easily into the pattern. Like if you are less in driver, skiing exercise, you know, just the action of, mm. or actually going for skiing. Oh, if you are a week in a collaborator, then, you know, just swing from right to left, just like a bamboo tree. Mm. So those are some suggestions also come in the report and, and then finding your, your music because it's in the, is the body, right? It's the chakras and the music works of course there. So those are the few suggestions that also come in the report to help people tap into the pattern that they want to tap into. Yeah. Just out of curiosity, do, do you, Jasmine, do you have a, a favorite practice that you use when you get stuck in one pattern? Uh, so being being a driver or being an organizer, let's say being an organizer, I get so focused into perfecting. Let's say I am working on a presentation and I have a deadline. I'm working, working, working. And then I forget that I, the goal was to finish this presentation and I start perfecting the font and the colors and this. And then the ideas run out. I'm lost. <laughs> oh my God, I don't know how to do this. And that's when... The best thing that I have learned is yeah, change, the, put the music, take five minutes. It's okay. You have the time. So I would put a more collaborative, uh, some like swinging kind of a music, get up from my desk, forget that I don't have time, dance. And I don't know dance. I'm the driver and the organizer. So my I have two left feet, but I just allow my body to swing from one to another, uh, just go out. Uh, I live in Tokyo. I In front of my house, I have bamboo trees. I just stand there and allow them to let me move with them. Take five, 10 minutes and then come back to my desk. Magic. I swear, magic. Everything. Sh I can see so much. That 360, I probably can see the whole world. And then I can create a better material, whatever I was working for. So I think this one is my favorite. I do that all the time. Whenever I feel stuck, go to the bamboo trees. Mm -hmm. Whenever I'm stuck, uh, swing with the dance. So that like the music, change the music, just swing with whatever is coming that. And then it changes uh, from me being only looking what I was looking to be able to see what was not visible to me before. If, yeah, I love, you know, I share a lot of that. So it, I, absolutely. The, the music is something that really works well for me. And, you know, I, like you, I, I often create this sense of urgency about things and that's sort of the driver gone wild in me. And when I sense that and I can feel it in my body, I can feel the energy. I can feel the sense of urgency. If I don't get this accomplished right now, you know, some, something terrible may happen. So when I find myself there, the practice that I like to use is I, I stand up from my desk. I turn to the uh, window uh, on my left here. I stand up and I just look out the window at the forest. And like Jenny was mentioning a little earlier, it's that, that 180 degree view. It has this miraculous way of settling me down. So I'm curious what you think of that, Jenny. Do you have a favorite practice that you use? Oh, I love that. I go outside, yeah, mm. and I I ask permission to listen to my <laughs> the nature around me. 
the water and the and the earth and the trees and uh, and I also do the swaying. It's, it's so interesting to listen to you describe that, Jasmine. But rocking back and forth, just feeling the rhythm of the day that that always refreshes me. Yeah, I love that. Well, as we kind of bring this to a close, I'm just I have one other thing I'd like to just explore with you for a few moments here, Jenny, and that is, you know, how when we think about transformation and love and connection. And, you know, those are really the pillars of the work that I do. This belief that anyone has the capability and the capacity to transform and that love and compassion are really an antidote to our troubled world and that all things are connected, right? I'm connected to the two of you and we're connected to one another and all that's around us. So what is it about Phoebe and sort of the work that we're doing here that relates to some of those principles. Yeah, um, I love that, John. And I I join you, as I know Jasmine does too, in that work of wanting to see more love and compassion in leadership. Um, and and it, it is for, for many of us a transformation. Um, why? Because these more focus, these driver organizer patterns, they're really about trying to control and control our environment. I mean, they're survival strategies in some respects, and they can take us out of a place of bigness, out of a place of experiencing our connection. Um, what the Phoebe really helps with is helping people change the forms of their life, transformation by changing the forms in their body. So when there's that inner change, the outer change is supported. The outer change is possible. So by changing how we befriend and use these different patterns, we change. We become more relaxed, more agile, and less fear-based. As we open up and sense these patterns in other people, we become more connected, more intimate was the word you used earlier. With, with the humanity of these patterns that run through all of us. So even if we don't feel our interbeing, we re feel a recognition. Oh, that's how your collaborator is showing up. And that's your driver. And oh, I see. Here comes visionary. Yeah, let's play with visionary. Yeah. And then there's a porousness, a love that can come through that as we befriend that befriending is a kind of love. In loving these patterns as they come through us, we love them in one another. And as we feel less fear and more connected, it grows bigger and bigger. So it makes all three possible and more available to us. Thank you so much, Jenny. And thank you to Jasmine for, for joining us today. Any final thoughts uh, from you? We'll start with you, Jasmine. Any final thoughts about Phoebe? And if people would like to get in touch with you, would you share that contact information? And I'll make sure to put all of this in the show notes so people don't have to feel like they have to write everything down. But what are your closing thoughts, Jasmine? Um, one, uh, we'll be sharing the website uh, of our um, IZL page, but we have some programs coming up, some new webinars coming up. So I would definitely want to share those links with our members so they can reach out and join, even if it's just to explore the patterns. Um, I think that's that's what I would want to leave everybody with that explore, even if it's a mini Phoebe, which you can do it from our website. Uh, 
in what, 15 minutes, but it would be a good starting point to know who you are and what your true nature could be. Thanks, Jaslene. Over to you, Jenny. Yes, I'll build on explore. It, it is such a fun discovery to learn about these patterns in yourself. So if you go to zenleader.global, uh, you'll see Phoebe for you is one way that uh, you can dive into discovering how these patterns show up for you. And Jasleen and I will be teaching that in, in, in the coming year, and we'd love to have you join. Jasleen's also finding different ways to collaborate with others in bringing things like dance and emotions and things like that into how we work with Phoebe. And so stay tuned for other creative extensions of how to explore the Phoebe patterns. But if your experience matches mine, it is a gateway to a reuniting of body and mind as one and a way to work with yourself without getting in your own way, but rather feeling into your strengths and how you can be what's needed at any point in time. Thank you so much, Jenny. The Phoebe is such a rich instrument. And every day I am enormously grateful that I came in contact with you and Jasmine and learned more about the Phoebe and became certified to deliver that as well. So if you're a coach listening to this and you would like an instrument that can tap into the energies we've been talking about, this is the place to be. And I would encourage, so if you have any questions about any of the things we talked about today, please feel free to reach out to me reach out to Jenny or Jasmine. I'll be, again, I'll be putting all this information in the show notes and I'll look forward to connecting to the two of you in the new year. And I hope that you have a pleasant and wonderful holiday season, however you celebrate it. Wonderful. Thank you, John. And the same Thank to you. you. Thank you. I'm enormously grateful to Jenny and Jasmine. I first came in contact with the Institute for Zen Leadership right at the very beginning of the pandemic. And I'm not sure exactly how I came in contact with IZL, Institute for Zen Leadership. I think it was just scrolling around LinkedIn and uh, trying to occupy my mind and be a little distracted perhaps from all of the events that were going on. But I stumbled upon the Institute for Zen Leadership and an offering that they had, and I decided to enroll. And I've never really looked back. I was introduced to Jasmine there. That's where I met Jenny. And that's where I came in touch with this idea as a coach about accessing and utilizing all of the parts of my leadership that reside below my neck. And as I mentioned in the podcast, and Jenny echoed uh, the sentiment from her own experience, being a very cerebral, intellectual type person, it was really challenging and difficult for me to see the value of understanding that my body actually sends me signals. That's the root of my intuition, etc. So I'm really grateful to Jasmine and Jenny for joining us today and for introducing us to the Focused Energy Balance Indicator Instrument. If you're curious about that, I encourage you to check it out uh, and just try it for yourself. There's a free online version. You can find that information in the show notes, or you can reach out to me or connect with Jasmine through LinkedIn. Have a pleasant rest of your day, week, evening, and I will connect with you very soon. Thank you.